When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me as usual today, our regular, is Jordan Blackwell. Afternoon, Rob. And we're down the King Power Stadium because we've uh, just been sat through um, Brendan Rodgers' pre-match press conference ahead of the visit of Newcastle here on Friday night. Friday night game, not a big fan, but there you go. <laughs> we've, got to, uh, we've got to come down here anyway on a Friday. But, um, so let's talk about the team news as usual. That's all we, how we always kick off these podcasts. And uh, some better news for Leicester City this week. Yes, well, Rodgers' hand was forced last week at Huddersfield with his, in terms of his centre-backs. He, uh, Evans picked up a late injury with a hip problem. Uh, and he'd already at that point decided to give Maguire the weekend off because of the birth of his first child. So he was left with just uh, Morgan and Soyuncu, who both did very well. Um, but now he's got a full complement of centre-backs to choose from. Evans is back in training uh, and will be available for this weekend. And then Maguire's also back in training. And, and Roger said he's looking strong and looking focused. Um, so, yes, a, a tricky one there in terms of the, the decisions. In terms of other injury news, there's... Um, more good news for Albrighton. He's he's not had any problems with his um, with his hamstring. He's been training for just over a week now. Um, uh, got the impression that he's not probably not going to quite be available for this weekend, but he's getting close. Uh, and then Vardy was the other one. Vardy came off at the very end of the Huddersfield game with a slight niggle in his groin, uh, but he's absolutely fine. And he's um, probably said he's as sharp as usual. So um, so it's all good news, really. Well, uh, four consecutive victories. You can't imagine that Rodgers will uh, be wanting to make too many changes to that starting lineup. But there is the issue at centre-back. And now he's got, as you said, the full complement. He, there was a nice line from him in there when he said about um, becoming a father will give Maguire extra motivation because he isn't just playing for himself, now he's playing for his daughter as well. So he's expecting um, Maguire to... And he did say that Maguire was desperate to start getting back into action and look really keen and ready to go again. Do you change that back four? I mean, they played quite well. They weren't really tested against Huddersfield. There was a couple of opportunities start the second half, but they weren't overly worked, were they, at uh, the John Smith Stadium? But... Um, You'd expect Maguire to come in, wouldn't you? And would you bring Evans back in as well? Um, I think Rodgers will do. I think they were the two that that formed the centre-back partnership at the start of this winning run when when Rodgers obviously experimented with the back three in his first game at Watford. Then when he went back to the two, it was Evans and Maguire that he chose. Um, So I think they are Leicester's first choice centre-back partnership. But there's a case for saying that Soyuncu perhaps deserves another look uh, another look um, because he's not played that often uh, and if he's going to play a role next season Rodgers might want to see more of what he can do in competitive games with the other three he kind of knows what they can do um, but you know we're getting towards the end of the towards the, the part of the season where you might start experimenting and just testing a few players out so um, I think it will be I think it will be Maguire and Evans but maybe it could be Maguire and Soyuncu Um it's going to, it's certainly going to be an interesting one because I think uh, around the pitch, Leicester's team's kind of settled now. That's the only real debating uh, point, um, the, the centre back partnership. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who he picks. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be brave to uh, go with Suunsu, wouldn't it? I mean, if I mean City are playing for seventh, they're in the, the, the fight for seventh, which potentially could be good enough Europa League qualification. And I know he said that uh, European football is a target of his, but he also chose to come to Leicester City at this point in time to, so he could assess all his players. And as you say, he probably knows what Wes um, Walken can do, what uh, Harry Maguire can do. And Suunsu was the first time to see him in action last week. And, be interesting if he does pick him. It would be interesting, and we would have some sort of feeling of what he's looking at long term. Then, especially with Benkovic coming back from his loan at Celtic in the summer, and obviously he knows what Benkovic can do in Scotland, but not in the Premier League. So he's still got to assess him when he uh, when he comes to this higher standard and in, in, in games. But uh, what do you make of Sunsu? Because he's quite. Um, He's quite a direct sort of defender. He likes to commit himself. He likes to get in front of people. He likes to try and make that challenge rather than sit back off them. And uh, he seems he's got to learn a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I watched him quite a lot uh, at the beginning of the season when he was um, featuring in under twenty three games. And I think there was a there was a little bit of a sense that he was trying to do too much, almost trying to be too active at a defender. I think some you have an, a, a defender like Johnny Evans who's very reactive. If the ball comes into the box, he'll clear it, he'll challenge his, um, he'll challenge his man to a header or, or, or things like that. But he's not necessarily the kind of defender that's going to run out and try to intercept a pass or any, or things like that. That's what Soyuncu is. He wants to get out to his man as quickly as possible, put some pressure on him, get his, you know get up to his back, uh, maybe get a toe in. On the ball, a bit more adventurous with his passing, likes to, likes to dribble. Um, I'm sure plenty of people saw that dribble at Huddersfield. Where he, and he'll, he ran... be, he'll be encouraged to do that as well yes, under Rodgers yeah. because he likes his defenders to play out from the back like that. So. Yeah, and I think so. I think there's, yeah, I think there's probably a little bit he needs to learn in terms of wanting to do too much. Perhaps um, I think you've got to be a, a, maybe a little bit steadier in certain times. It's knowing when to. And when's the right time to to make a dribble forward? But I certainly think he's got qualities. I mean, Leicester haven't spent nineteen million pounds on him for no reason. He was, you know, he was very impressive in Germany. He was starting to, you know, receive comparisons with Mats Hummels and players like that. So, um, yes, I think that he's got a little bit to learn, but I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, the rest of the side though pretty much picks itself the way they've been going, especially that midfield. They did he sat in front of the back four protecting. Uh, um, Madison and Tielemans so they can push forward and, and that's really working at the moment isn't it and that, that'll that probably be the key to victory over Newcastle on Friday for me Yeah I think it's you can tell how much Madison is enjoying playing with Tielemans I think Madison's been one of those most vocal got it for, for the club to sign Tielemans permanently um, and I think yeah they just they seem to work quite well almost immediately they work quite well they're not getting any, in each other's way or anything like that they're, you know, they're connecting play well um, and yes I think that's an area where Leicester look really strong and I think in midfield in general is an area where they will probably dominate um, Newcastle I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult in terms of breaking down uh, yeah. Newcastle I think we've seen um, although I think Leicester have been very impressive going forward uh, of late over this, the, over this winning run they have been playing teams that are not the best defensively. I think the four teams they've beaten are all in the bottom five in terms of how many goals they concede. Whereas Newcastle, under Benitez, quite a defensive setup, one of the better defences outside the top six. Um, so I think it's going to be, they're probably going to have to be a little bit more patient than they have had to have been over these past four Well, Rodgers has said that to their, he's warned the fans they've got to be a little bit more patient as well um, because it's not going to be, he's not expecting it to be easy to break this Newcastle side down and uh, 
but they've got to be confident going. I mean, and that's yeah. one. That's the message from Madison, doesn't it? When he was asked about what Rogers has done, and everybody's asking what what has Rogers done to for them to go on this great run that they're on at the moment. And he says that he's just full of confidence again. Yeah, and I think that's you can see that in terms of the way Leicester are starting and finishing games. Um, I think if you're confident, you come out of the blocks a little bit quicker. We've not seen Leicester uh, concede early goals as often. Um, you know they've been scoring first more often, and also finish the game. Sometimes if you're not as confident, you get to 85 minutes and you start worrying a little bit. Is you know is this yeah, going to be the point anxious. where we yeah. is this going to be the point where we concede? But that's not been a problem for Leicester either. So I think yeah, I think that's evident on the pitch. Obviously, Madison's been in, in great form. And, you know some of the, the free kicks he's taken at, at Burnley and um, Huddersfield. You know top quality, uh, and you know that's the sort of they're the sorts of areas where. He's confident enough to actually take hold of the ball, saying, "No, no I'm going to take this. I'm going to score." Um, so yes, I think it is. It does help a, a lot having having that belief, that self belief, and I think Rogers has helped players find that. Well, you mentioned there about um, Madison wanting Telemans uh, to sign. Uh, he was asked again, and he's getting like every press conference now. He's asked, "Is, is there any news on Telemans?" And I think he's getting a little bit wary of it now, isn't he? Now, what did he say today? Well, he said there's not going to be an update until the end of the season, which is fair. There's, the summer window doesn't open until um, until the summer, so it, there's not necessarily much that Leicester can do. Um, but I think the, in behind the scenes, there probably will be discussions going on. Uh, but yeah, I don't expect Leicester to have any update of any sort um, on that until until the summer, until the transfer window is in full flow. I'm sure they'd like to uh, make an agreement oh, with Monaco, but... but um, Monaco are in a strong position here. The, the lad's stock is rising. He's showing that he can play in the Premier League, which is the richest league around. So all the clubs in the Premier League can throw money at, at them if they want Tielemans that bad. And there's already been reports that Man United and Tottenham are now looking at the situation. They'd be mad, Monaco, really, to strike a deal right now, wouldn't they, when they, could, they don't really know what bids could be on the table in the summer. They could be accepted a £40 million bid and there could be a £60 million offer coming in for them in the, in the future. So I think it's one where the Leicester City fans have got to be patient on there. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's made it clear that Leicester need that type of player, even if it's not necessarily Tielemans, which I'm sure everyone hopes it is. At least Leicester know they've got to find someone in his mould. Uh, so they, they have a better idea of what they need, what they're looking for. But you would say that Tielemans is the perfect fit. And they probably need another one as well in the summer if they're going to play this system. Because yeah. if this what happened to Madison and Tielemans, you think, well, who's going to come in? Because the rest yeah. of the midfield players are quite defensive-minded. Yeah, I think in terms of a, a true backup for Madison, I think is is where Leicester, what Leicester would need to strengthen as well, as well as you know, signing Tielemans or a Tielemans-type player. I think you could potentially play Barnes there um, and then bring in another winger, but... Yes, I think Leicester don't really have a backup for Madison at the minute. Um, the fact that Okazaki came on and played half an hour at Huddersfield when we're expecting him to to leave in the summer at the end of his contract suggests that okay, Leicester do need another body in those attacking positions. Um, and so I think that's an area they'll they'll look to strengthen over the summer. Certainly, will. He was asked today about Solomon Rondon, and it was another question that he, he didn't quite appreciate. Uh, being asked if Rondon was the sort of player that you'd like to sign in the summer, um, 
But we know he's after a striker. Um, it's whether it's a target man type striker, is another Vardy type striker, and it's whether it's an older, more you know established player, or whether he wants to bring in a younger player that's that he can work with. I probably think it's going to be the latter. He's going to try and bring in a, a young striker that's going to develop and learn from Vardy and learn from him that he can mould and uh, then he can uh, put pressure on Vardy. Eventually, I still think Vardy's the, 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 the top man as far as um, Rodgers is concerned. I mean, certainly his record was seven in six and uh, six in five under Rodgers. It's uh, top form. Yeah, definitely. I think there's you know there's no doubts over Vardy's ability. And um, now there's a Rodgers has, has said ever since he arrived that he's putting a big focus on trying to to get Vardy that um, into best positions and get balls to him in when he gets into those positions. Um, and that's you know that's paid dividends almost immediately, uh, but yes, I think Leicester do need a, a, another striker. Um, yeah, he seems to suggest that a, a, a target man type. I think Leicester fans have have said quite a lot that a, an alternative a, in terms of a plan B would be better. You know, someone that can hold the ball up and also win a couple of headers. You know, when they've got such decent crosses as well, people like Ricardo and Albrighton. Um, you want somebody who can get their head on them. Well, I don't think Vardy's bad in the air, but Roger said, "Yeah, you know, someone, Vardy's doing all right. So why not another striker um, in that mould?" Um, yes, I think it's. I think they'll go for a younger player as well. I don't. I don't think it's in the way Leicester operate in terms of recruitment that they would sign a a totally experienced player. I think. I think they probably have a limit in terms of, or oh, we'll go up to twenty six or something like that. But in terms of finding someone slightly cheaper. Um, with the potential to grow, I think you, they're probably going to be looking at somebody under the age of 23. Now, how do you think that policy has been changed by the experience of Islam Slomani? He was 27 when they signed him, gave him a five-year contract, 29 million, 30 million, whatever, to sign him, club record, and we've hardly seen him, have we? The last, well, certainly over the last year, uh, last 18 months, we haven't seen him at, at all. I think the last time I saw him was uh, in a pre-season game at, at uh, Notts County. Um, now he's got two years left of that contract to go and they're, they're going to be hard pushed to be able to move him on because of the wages he's on yeah and uh, you, you would say if they when they do come to selling him they're not going to get anywhere near that 30 million uh, simply because of his form over the past uh, 18 months or so and his age as well yeah and, and you know he's not pulled up any trees at Fenerbahce and now sort of totally out of the side uh, out, out of favour there so uh, yes there's that's going to be something Leicester have to solve in terms of trying to get a, the best deal they can for him. Um, I know there's always talk of him going back to Sporting, obviously. But only on loan as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but he but he is idolised there, so I think there is a there's always going to be a sense that they would be interested. But yeah, if it's a loan, Leicester aren't really getting any benefit from that. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. He just does. He just never really quite fit in, did he? he, he I thought he did okay on little it when spells, he did play. Wasn't yeah. there? Little pockets of spells. We saw little glimpses of, of what he could do. There was, I, mean, I remember when he first came, there was a lovely through ball for Vardy when he was playing in like a number 10 position. And he just dropped off and played a lovely through ball. Vardy scored in the, one of those early games. And uh, But we never really saw it in a consistent basis, did we? And certainly not for the money they spent on him. No, and I, th- I don't think he... He didn't quite seem to click with his teammates, maybe as well as people had hoped. Um, I think there was a... You know, he was get he he was one of those players that looked a bit stroppy on the pitch sometimes if things didn't quite go his way. Him and Riyad, the, the the obviously Algerian internationals, the pair of them, but they became a little bit distant from the rest of the group for a while. Yeah, I think, if, and that that doesn't help. That it, if that's the case, you're not going to play as well. 
Um, so, and it just didn't. We Leicester ended up going back to the old Okazaki Vardy combination because that's what worked. Um, Okazaki was a better foil for Vardy. Uh, so yeah, it's difficult. You're going to get transfer failures, but I think Leicester will have learned from that. Possibly, um, but then again, it's not really stopped them from buying from Portugal. You know, because he scored loads of goals in Sporting. It was, was it a case of? Or should we not buy players from Portugal? Is the is the league the standard of the league too too low? Uh, but then they've since signed since gone back to sign Adrian, who again another player that's not really works. But then they've signed Ricardo, who's been excellent, I would say, for his first season in the in the well, Premier statistically, League. Statistically, we ran a story on our website this week about the top five performers statistically on who from the stats on who scored, and Ricardo was number one. Yeah, top performer for Leicester City this season. Yeah, and that, that doesn't surprise me. I think in terms of. Obviously, there's a lot of numbers based there. I think in terms of he's making lots of tackles, interceptions, the amount of assists and goals he's got for a fullback is exceptional. Certainly not anything we've seen at Leicester for a while. Um, you know, since they came back to the Premier League, their fullbacks have been in the more defensive mould, and, and, and Simpson and Fuchs were very good at that. But uh, yeah, he gets forward a lot and, and does a lot of good stuff, and he's shown that to the recruitment team that actually, yes, you can find really good players in Portugal. Um, so it's, that's certainly something that's, that's interesting. But yes, Slimani, is, it's not really worked, has it? And um, I think it would be best for all parties when he does find a permanent home to go to. Just on those stats type stories, I know we do a lot of them and they're everywhere now. It's like the money ball affecting football now, isn't yeah. it? People judging players on those, those statistics. And interestingly, the top five performers uh, for Leicester City statistically did not include Jamie Vardy. I think he was sixth. So that's interesting, isn't it? The way the way they work. Those yeah, stats. I think that's probably to do with his, uh, with his, not so good conversion rate at the start of the season. I think recently it's been very good, but I think because of the chances he's been having, have been guilty chances. Um, I think at the start of the season there was a case that he, because things weren't quite going for him, and he was only getting one or two chances a match maybe he was snatching at them a little bit um, and we saw you know we saw him miss a few and saw he was denied by uh, he'd been denied by a few good saves and things like that um, but I mean personally for me I think he's been very good uh, he's still the top scorer of teams from outside the top six um, I thought he was I think he should have won player of the season last year I know Maguire won it I was vouching for Vardy uh, I don't think he'll win it this year I think it's probably between Ricardo and Chilwell. I don't know what you would say. Well, I was, certainly earlier on the season, I I was impressed with Chilwell, but again, Chilwell's stats are not that impressive in terms of the uh, the, the the ratings. And uh, he, I think he was further down, seventh or eighth. Second, I'll bring this lad up because I think he's been phenomenal in the last few games. Wilfred Ndidi. Mm. Now, Wilfred has not had the season I thought was ranked alongside his previous year and a half when he was young player of the year, two years running, and uh, he was showing so much promise. He looked to struggle this year. Um, he was in and out, he was inconsistent, even though he was playing every game. But the last few games, we've just seen a, 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 an incredible improvement in his performances. Yeah, he's been, he's been ridiculously good uh, over the past couple of games. I think it's the, I think if I had to pinpoint something, is the the midfield change. I think alongside Mendy, it, it didn't, it wasn't bad, but it restricted the amount he can do. Um, with Tielemans and Madison playing, all the defensive midfield work rests on Ndidi's shoulders, but he's good enough to do it all. So you don't need anybody beside him to, to help mop him up. He doesn't need any help. Um, what he needs help in is the the passing and the, the spraying the ball around, 
But if he's got Tielemans occasionally dropping back, Madison occasionally dropping back to help him out with that, then he's going to get on fine. Um, yes, he's been brilliant. And the, the game's been simplified for him as yes, well. It has, it was, yes. The way he just sit, he's the, the only player sitting in now. His job is just to protect those two, Madison and Tielemans. Let them go forward. Let them unleash them. And he just sit in there and mop up danger and protect the, the centre back. It seems that just it's simplified for him and he's responded to that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's it. I think since Rogers has come in, the the roles have been the roles of each player have been a bit more defined. Um, and yes, when you have a very specific job to do, it becomes easier to do that job. I would say. So yeah, I think I think that's where it's helped him, and hopefully that continues because. You know when we when he first came in, we were saying, "I can't believe this lad's only nineteen. I think he was when he arrived, and look how good he is. Um, you know how good can he be? I think the the progress we expected to see has not quite happened as quickly, but he's still only twenty two, um, and you know he's probably four or five years off his peak. So um, yeah, there's you know big hopes for Indeedy still. I would say. Well, finally, um, the race was seventh. City are seventh. Yep. But uh, all, all their rivals have games in hand, and we've discussed before they're running. Um, you've done a you've done a piece, and and Rogers has been asked today about the race for seventh, and is it possible? And who's the favourites for it? And Leicester City certainly aren't the favourites, are they? No, no. I mean, Rogers said today that the others have an advantage, um, and that would that's fairly consistent with how the bookmakers see it. I think Leicester there seems to be a, a clear four team race for it now with. Wolves, Watford and Everton and Leicester are fourth favourites of those I think it's Wolves, Everton, Watford, Leicester even though Leicester are in seventh uh, at the moment obviously Wolves and Watford have got a game in hand if you look at the the fixtures the others have got a a reasonable split of top teams mid-table teams, lower down teams Leicester have got one lower down team in Newcastle to come then they've got a mid-table rival in West Ham and then those three games against the top six, and I think that you know that's what's um, that's what's going to hold Leicester back. I think we've we've discussed it before about you know they they've got the momentum on their side and they're playing well, uh, and hopefully they'll face those top six teams when they don't have anything to play for. Um, but at the moment, yeah, I think it's going to be a bridge too far for Leicester. I think Wolves are probably going to going to nick it. Well, I don't think there's anything to, anything to fear from Arsenal and Chelsea at the King Power Stadium the way Rodgers has got City playing. But uh, we'll see. They've got to see off Newcastle first on Friday night. Otherwise, it's completely a, a redundant conversation. Uh, but hopefully they'll do that, and I think they will. Although I think it might be a closer game than we've seen in, in recent weeks. So check back on Leicestershire Live. We've got lots of stories breaking out from uh, today's press conference and previewing uh, the visit of Newcastle here on Friday night. Um, Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.